Hey everyone, my name is Sarah. And I'm Abby. And we are your hosts for this very special first podcast of the Living Like Golden Food Freedom Podcast. So we are super excited for some of the stuff that we want to share with you guys today. Um, And it is really close to our hearts. And so thanks for listening. Let's dive in. Okay, so something that um, Sarah and I have talked a lot about is um, how do we as Christians view food? And I think there's a lot of um, maybe misconceptions out there that the church um, mistakenly has kind of perpetuated about food because food is a big deal. Um, But I think either we don't hear much about it at church or we hear about gluttony and um, that we need to have self-control around food mm-hmm. and that we need to, like, maintain a healthy weight, whatever that means, to, you know, take care of our bodies so that we can serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, in my opinion, in our opinion, it's um, kind of lacking and maybe sometimes leads people down the wrong path. So kind of the question that we want to answer um, on the podcast today is, um, how should we as Christians view food? And what does gluttony really mean? And, um, you know, what do you do if you feel like food and weight are a big issue in your life? And what does God think about that? Mm -hmm. So first, we're going to focus on what the Bible actually says about food and gluttony. And then we're going to carry on to the next topics. Um, But Abby and I were doing some research and we found that there really aren't that many references to gluttony in the Bible. And what we think gluttony to be is actually different than what we realize it actually is, um, at least what we realize that it was, according to the scripture. I found a definition from John Piper about gluttony that I really liked. He said that gluttony is having a craving for food that conquers you. And I like that definition because I think a lot of times we equate gluttony with overeating, mm-hmm. but... Gluttony is not the same as overeating, and actually it could often be quite the opposite um, because we know that if you restrict food and if you make rules about food, it actually causes you to want it more. The problem is not actually with food. The problem is with your heart and how often you think about food, and so I think it's actually possible to overeat and not be committing the sin of Mm -hmm. gluttony. Um, So... What do you do if you feel like you have a craving for food that's conquering you? Um, So I think that we have to um, consider a couple of things. First of all, um, how are you viewing food? Are you viewing food in the mindset of some foods are bad and some foods are good? Um, And the Bible actually speaks to that. Um, If you know anything about the Old Testament, you know that they they had all kinds of dietary laws and things that they weren't allowed to eat. And whenever Jesus came, um, and soon after Jesus died, Peter actually had a vision where um, an angel came to him and told him that all foods were clean and allowed to eat. Um, And so the Bible actually said that all foods are clean and all Mm -hmm. foods are good. (laughs) And I love actually um, the passage in Mark 7 where Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and they're asking him why he's not upholding some of their traditions. Um, And basically he calls them out for creating these traditions that seem like they're godly, but at the heart of them, they actually do the opposite and violate the commandments God has given them. And Mm so um, what he ends up saying is, um, this is Mark 7, 18. He says, 
Um, Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him, since it enters not his heart but his stomach and is expelled? Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. Mm -hmm. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. And so it's not the food that goes into your body that makes you unclean, um, but it's what comes out of your heart that makes you unclean. So if you're viewing foods as good and bad, know that um, it's actually not biblical. (laughs) Right. I think that's so freeing to know because... Um, we see so much of that in like just the media and from comments we hear from people who, you know, mean well, but just, you know, oh, like this food is going to do something bad to you or this mm-hmm. is something that should make you feel, feel fearful. And I know I felt that before and like still do at times, but it's so freeing to know that like what the Lord is telling us is that the food does not defile you. And um, one thing that I feel like really... Um, I learned this past summer, and it. I was in Italy and um, on a missions trip, and whenever we were there, like you know, whenever you're on a missions trip, or if you're you know with friends, and you can't really have complete control over like what you're doing, what you're eating, and stuff like that, and that can be hard for anybody, um, especially if you have an eating disorder. And so, for me, that was um, challenging. But as I was praying about it, I was just thinking about how the Lord isn't worried about what I'm eating or if I'm exercising or not. He's not thinking about that. He's thinking about if I am being a servant for him. And if I'm doing that, then that's what like that's what he cares about. He wants me to be serving him. And if I have the energy to do that, whether it's, you know, through fast food or whether it's through like some farm to market food, it doesn't matter because if I have the nutrition in me to live life and speak his name, then that's what matters. Um, I think just bringing that back to the States and thinking of that now in my everyday life and thinking, okay, like my fear over this food or my fear over um, not exercising for like extended period of time is not really a fear I ain't really need to be having because the Lord isn't worried about that. And I mean, we're all going to die eventually. So <laughs> I don't think I can really like save myself from um, death by like not eating a certain food. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I love that. And I just think about the fact that, you know, our bodies are so temporary Mm -hmm. and eternity is so long. And if we spend all of our, um, thought space and all of our lives trying to preserve these physical bodies, um, then really like we've missed the point, you know, because it's about bringing the kingdom of God to earth. So I think personally, I've had to, to work through, Um, So what does God think about this? And obviously something needs to be done about all of these thoughts I'm having about food Mm -hmm. and this obsession with exercise. And so what what do I do about that? And I have really come to believe that um, self-control does not belong in the world of eating. And that might be um, a new concept for you, especially if you've in any way, you know, tried to begin eating quote-unquote healthy um, or tried to start an exercise program or something like that. Um, And there's nothing inherently wrong with those things, but I do believe that if you feel that you struggle with obsession with food, um, that self-control is not the answer. And I think the answer instead is twofold. First, 
you have to learn to worship God as the only thing that will ever satisfy mm-hmm. your soul because food will never make you happy. Um, whether you're restricting or whether you're binging, either way, both come from the same root, um, just a lack of worship of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's really a heart problem um, at its core. And so just learning to let God satisfy your soul, you know, spending time in his presence and reading his word and listening to worship music and being in community and all those things, um, that is what really will satisfy your soul. And so I think that's the first thing. And then the second thing is um, you really have to learn to listen to your body. And so that's where intuitive eating comes in. And I truly believe that intuitive eating is biblical. Mm -hmm. Um, Sarah and I were talking about that, and I think it's so cool because... You know, intuitive eating is a really big movement, and not a lot of those people are necessarily Christian, but I think that their ideas are based on biblical concepts, um, because God created our body, and it's able to tell us what it needs, and so um, intuitive eating is a whole process to learn, and if you're stuck inside, um, you know, dieting or restriction, then it it might take some time, but I can tell you from personal experience that it is so worth it to be able to free your heart up to know if that's you, then I would really encourage you to look into intuitive eating Mm -hmm. and maybe even consider, um, starting to meet with a dietitian who, who does intuitive eating or a therapist who operates from that perspective, because, um, I think that is the only true way to heal from those thoughts and behaviors. Definitely. And we were saying that like, um, just having those thoughts in your head, once you begin to like move toward food freedom, you realize how much brain space you actually have. Yes. Like whenever I was so deep into um, anorexia and just like food control and food fears, I um, remember like being at church and worshiping and I would be thinking about food and I couldn't like fully worship. And that's when I realized that, like, this is maybe not, like, self-control. And this is maybe not, you know, a really good way to, like, you know, ease temptation. Like, I remember thinking, like, oh, I just need to, like, get past this temptation of dessert or this temptation of something that I enjoy. And I thought of it in that way. And that is such a lie. Like, and so only, like, restricting those foods actually made me think about them more and it like ruined my worship because I was just thinking about it I know you both have seen in our own lives how like clearing that mind space has just given us so much more time and passion to pursue the things of the Lord and that he's given us um, passions for and I feel like it just makes me desire so deeply for y'all listening that you too would move toward food freedom and that your heart would be able and your mind would be able to have more space for what the Lord wants you to do um, with your life. Totally. So Sarah, what would be your advice to someone who's a believer Mm -hmm. and has kind of felt like they're, they're struggling with food um, and they've kind of been praying about it, but don't really know how to pray about it. What would be your advice for just kind of like what prayers to pray or, um, you know, just kind of what resources to go to? That's a really good question because um, whenever I was dealing with that and, you know, praying and the Lord would take it away from me, my prayers um, were different than what I would pray now. I prayed um, that He would heal me from obsession with food and that He would help me to be thinking about my body less and just to... um, 
be thinking of him first and not being so worried about food. And, um, but now I look at that and I looked, have looked at old journal entries and I realized that what I was dealing with was actually just restricting my food and my body was physically hungry and physically, um, craving foods that I was not giving it. And so because of that, and I'm, I know Abby can explain this in like an RD official way, um, but your your brain actually makes you think about it more, and that's what I experienced. And so I thought like, oh my gosh, I'm a glutton, I'm loving food too much, and I need to repent. But now I look at that and I see that like, if I were to give you advice, if you're dealing with food um, fears and just thoughts about food obsessively, I would just say. Um, to pray and ask for restoration and redemption because um, there's so many lies that society speaks to us. People who mean well and love us um, will say when they don't really understand the truth about food um, or your body or intuitive eating. And so I would just pray for redemption in, um, of like your mind and your physical mind and your spiritual mind. Um, and encourage you to reach out to people who love you and to seek out a non-diet dietitian um, and or therapist and really just be totally honest. And one thing that really helped me a lot in my prayers um, when I was deep in anorexia was to bring it to the Lord and to bring my food struggles and my all my thoughts to Him and just be totally honest because... I think that was one thing that I was kind of ashamed of. I didn't really realize it. And so I remember thinking like, oh, well, like Christians, they don't deal with like self-confidence issues because Christians are fearfully and wonderfully made. And like, you know, Proverbs 31 and everything. And I was like, I can't deal with this. Like um, Christians don't have eating disorders. And, um, and so I think just like bringing that in honesty and being like, God, I'm afraid of eating blank food. And whenever I began to be honest with him and just say that, like, it was hard for me to finish a meal without being anxious, or I was comparing what I was eating to everybody else, then I realized how much my mind was just so entrapped in these lies. I think just reaching out, number one, to people who you love, like your mom, whoever it is for you, your best friend, um, and doing some research. You can Google non-diet dietitian. Um, there is a website called Recovery Warriors, and if you're, um, you know, it could be even just like you think you're physically fine, but you just have more food thoughts than you want to have in your life, and you could, I think it's never too um, late or early to see a therapist or dietitian. I think I, the most important thing I would say, though, is just to bring it to God. It sounds simple, but just to, like, be honest with how you're thinking and how you're feeling in the moment and each day and just bring those fears to him. So that's all we have for today, but we are so, so thankful that y'all have listened to our podcast, our very first episode, and there's more to come. We have more parts coming and we cannot wait to share them with y'all. And whether you're a Christian or not, we just hope that you find your own path to food freedom because life is so much better that way. And we hope that this has encouraged you, that it's resonated with you, and we look forward to bopping on here for the next episode.